beloveds, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Tantra Talk with Live Tantra. I'm Shashi Saluna. And today our topic is such a big one. I think it's maybe a topic that brings many, many um, women and also men actually into the world of Tantra looking for answers. And the topic is about women and women's pleasure and intimacy. In fact, it's more about women's lack of pleasure and intimacy. <laughs> so the, the, the question that we'll be asking today is really, why is it that so many women experience numbness, a lack of sensation, lack of pleasure, and even pain during intercourse, when we're all told by Hollywood and, and by media and, and by porn that, that it should be the most pleasurable, uh, joyful thing in all of existence. And many, many women and couples suffer in silence, feeling there's something wrong with them, they're broken, they're the only ones. Um, yet actually, this is really a, a very big topic for many. So today, my guest is Laura Walter from Universe Tantra, and she specializes in this topic. So we yes. thought, okay, <laughs> let's go into this. So welcome, Laura. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you, Sashi. I'm so honored to be here. This is my favorite topic. <laughs> yeah, it's such an important thing to talk about, right? Before we dive into the actual topic, I would love to hear a little bit about you and your own journey and how this ended up being your speciality. <laughs> this is always a good question um, that, to, to begin with. So maybe you could share a little bit about your own journey and, uh, and your own exploration on this topic. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up with not so much personal boundaries allowed by, yeah, my caregivers. And that resulted from me as a young teenager to be a, so much in a pleaser role and not really able to speak up. And I was so needing love that I would be with my partners and I would just go along with whatever they desired. And just like my partners and everyone else I know, our education as teenagers was porn. And in porn, all the women are screaming at the top of their lungs the whole time. Everything's fabulous, especially <laughs> the rough penetration that would be really painful for me. And I just started imitating that to a degree, even sometimes to get it over with. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and, hmm? Yeah, sorry, I've just got a message popping in. Yep, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> so I would imitate that. And many, many years later, I realized that that was the start of my body shutting down because I wasn't authentic to what was actually my yes or no. I didn't even really was connected to my body because what is a very common trauma response is that our body wants to protect us from really uncomfortable and overwhelming situations. And so there is a numbness that comes in and I could go along with pretend that I had a good time and I would have a good time usually leading up to penetration. That was mm -hmm. always fabulous. Right. <laughs> and from the moment of actual penetration, it was almost like, okay, there was no pleasure anymore because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. my body wouldn't feel safe to feel because there were so many moments in the past where it was not good to feel mm -hmm. so that's how pain gets covered up by numbness very quickly and then dissociation comes in mm -hmm. which is usually so, like about other stuff right <laughs> so um yeah so it's it's great that you share that you yourself have have been through this and so that you know, because it's a very vulnerable topic and lots of people mm. are tuning in here today. And I think it's really important to, to let people know. Sometimes we come across as experts, we're the expert on this and that, but often we have our own journey. I think always actually, we have our own journey of struggles and you know the reason we want to share the tools and the wisdom that we share is because mm -hmm. it worked for us is because we found some answers and we want to share those answers with others and share what worked for us with others as yeah. this is an interactive conversation 
and there are people joining um, all the time here. I would also, I'm also opening up the chat and I'd like to invite this to be interactive. So for those who are listening in live, if you have any questions or comments that you wish to be included in the conversation, please feel free to put them in the chat. You can either put them publicly for everyone, or you can just find my name, which is down as Liv Tantra, and you can send me a private message if you want to remain um, uh, confidential. That or I will read out the question, but I won't say whose name it is. Um, so you can share any questions that you have for Laura while we're talking um, in the chat, and I will do my best to weave all of those in. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So let's talk a little bit about your journey then. So you were in a place where you just weren't enjoying penetration. And are you, are, when you're saying not enjoying, is that just a lack of pleasure or were you also experiencing yeah. pain? Yes, sometimes pain, but I did not know in my beginning of my 20s that that was even like not normal because yeah. I had maybe friends who had more pleasure and I thought, well, it must be about my body. Maybe my you know, the way my vagina is, it just doesn't work for her. It does. And it really took me a long time to uncover. Um, yeah. What my body is holding and how to actually open up again. And I had kind of the peak of shame, frustration, and pain when I went online to search for healing and I've already started my tantric journey. And there was very popular to have all these little glass dildo things and uh, they kind of, I don't know if anyone noticed, they look a bit like a crowbar also, you know? <laughs> they have a similar shape. And it's the advice is little written text maybe, or I had a video. Yeah, you just use this to make you, you know, have the best orgasms of your life. Pop it in, find the pain, the armor, like go into the pain and then your yoni is healed, right? So I was like, okay, good, go in the pain. And I went into the pain, but I didn't, I wasn't, as embodied. So I was actually not able to move the trauma and the pain that came up. So what was happening is I just froze again. So I was in that moment for my body, it was like the same violation that has happened in the past, just repeated. There was right. no healing. There was just a re-traumatization. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started really with somatic experiencing and really understanding what it means to use breath, movement and sound. Right. to move stuck energy and to heal trauma. So could you talk yeah. a little bit about the difference? Because I'm sure there are people here who have done the same thing. They've seen like, you know, these pleasure ones and it's like, that's the mm -hmm. solution. It's the yeah. key to pleasure. Yeah. And then I know also as a teacher of jade egg that many women are like, oh, just buy jade egg and put it in. And then they're like, yeah, ah, just pop I in. don't feel anything, you know? And I have, I have people writing to me like, oh, so I'm, there's, I'm all broken. I don't feel anything. Yeah. And, and I'm yeah. like, wait, wait, wait. No, you're not meant to feel anything. It's like, you know, it's like if you have a tampon inside, you don't feel it. If it's just sitting there, you have to do the exercise you have to move yes. and breathe and sound like it's not the yeah. egg that's going to save you it's the practices right yes for sure it's the meditation as well right and the pain yeah and the breath and everything yeah that comes with it yeah so basically what is with the wand right we're we're explaining a bit like how to not do what I did right yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've got so, others here sharing. Yes, I've had that too. <laughs> and no one talks about it. I actually had two women calling me by randomly being like, you know what happened? And they were really ashamed, like just like I was, because I thought mm -hmm. I did it wrong, right? I'm already broken. And now I'm like too stupid to use this pleasure thing. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and all you can find online is that the one gives you pleasure, but actually your pelvic floor <laughs> is so intricate with muscles and fascia and nerves and tissues. And you can, you know, as I said, it's a crowbar. You can really put pressure because it's so, <laughs> there's a leverage to this device. It should really come with a little disclaimer um, about how to go about. And what I always like, we can all do it together now. I always like to show in places that are already painful. So if you, for example, find this place where your jaw comes together, like the hinge, Every human has some tension there. So you can find a place that's really quite painful. And you just breathe in and you press into the pain. And then you release the breath and the pressure. <sighs> and that's it. That's good. <laughs> so you're it. basically 
find the pain. And it's important to work with the relaxation of that muscle because just as if you have a tough muscle here, of course, in the Swedish massage, we're like going in the pain, but the moment the body tenses against the pain like that, we're not actually relaxing the muscle and getting rid of the tension. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening in the yoni. If we're not able to relax around the pain, then we're creating more tension. And what helps is to have this really slow exhale with the sound. Ah. Mm-hmm. And so, right. So what you're pointing out is that many, many people will go in with a crowbar <laughs> and, uh, and press it against the pain, but then because they're not breathing and sounding, they're actually resisting the push yeah. and fighting more. So and even sometimes even tensing it against it. Like if there's fear coming up because we don't, we subconsciously, we know that in this numbness and in this pain, there are emotions attached to that. The body is holding anger, sadness, like a form of rage, disappointment, frustration, mm-hmm. all sorts of things are kind of locked into that tension from when it first got created. Mm-hmm. That's how the body stores trauma, right? It's basically when we access the points that are numb or painful and we work with them, the body wants to release that energy from the past. The body doesn't want to hold on to it. Mm -hmm. So the body tries to bring it up like, here, look at this. You know, can we get rid of this, please? And then you need to be able to hold space for that. And when it comes up, like, wow, I'm making doing this pleasure practice, but suddenly I feel so (laughs) small and hideous and angry, what am I doing in my bedroom with my crowbar, right? Mm -hmm. So that's when you really need the sound and the movement because maybe in that moment, what you really need is to, what you really need is to punch your pillow, for example, Mm -hmm. because this energy that is in your yoni that comes up, it needs to be moved. And that's where a lot of people don't have the skills or the education how to do the somatic release that you need for healing trauma from the yoni with your glass wand or pleasure so wand. basically you point you're pointing out something really important that you think oh it's a pleasure practice it's a pleasure wand so i should just be feeling pleasure and then either nothing happens because you're just kind of prodding it around or you do start pressing into points where there's things locked away but if you're not ready and prepared um, for letting emotions come out and willing to to sound and express them and let them through, then it's not going to be released. And you can that you can do that so beautifully. We're talking a lot about the pleasure one, but with your hands, I never tell my clients to start with a crowbar, right? I'm always like, you know, that's the last because (laughs) we actually want to start at the outside of the body. As I said here, if I'm not able to release the tension from my jaw gently like not that it has to be gone but like working with that and I don't actually need to go to my yoni just now mm-hmm. yeah yes yeah and can you talk so, a little bit about this tension in the yoni because there are, you know we've also mm-hmm. got men joining here which is great thank you guys for showing up no, to man. learn more about women's bodies um you know and I think we have a kind of concept that that's only people who've been through massive rape or abuse and, and there's, you know, sort of like, well, why would someone be traumatized? She hasn't had a trauma. Uh-huh. So maybe you could speak a little bit about that. Like, yes. how does that happen in the first place? <laughs> yes. I think my story was, that's why I love to share my story because I didn't experience rape, but my body has noted some things in the past as a violation of a boundary. And my body has experienced a fear that my conscious mind in that moment didn't recognize because I was like, oh, I love this man so much. I want him to, you know, be with me. I want to have sex with him. But my body was like, actually, we're not ready. And this instills a fear because there is a distrust between, imagine the body is a person, right? And I'm the guard of this person. And I don't verbalize because the body can't speak, right? Like, let's bit complex sorry hope you're coming with me in this metaphor (laughs) so like I'm having like me speaking up expressing this is the guardian for my body and if my body signals who we're not ready because my body for example goes a bit tense and I don't breathe deeply 
And I might even start thinking about something else in that moment, like, oh, I should really paint this living room or whatever where I'm about to have sex. <laughs> so that's always of the body's language to use, saying like, hey, you're not in the moment and you're not in it mm-hmm. for penetration or whatever is about to happen. Mm-hmm. So, well, maybe you just tense your hands or your jaw, right? There's like subtle clues that we need to learn about ourselves it's like learning a new language like becoming really um, connected to how the body speaks Mm -hmm. and if we override that the body closes down with tension and that's kind of a fear response right so it's like we're saying yes you know come but the body says no and that no is literally your yoni closing a little the muscles becoming tight Mm -hmm. and if we go in then the penetration the yoni can't really welcome feel or enjoy anything that comes Mm -hmm. and another thing I would like to add here is our anatomy of arousal which I have never heard before I went on a five-week training with Sashi Saluna (laughs) (laughs) my mission to share it (laughs) and I'm I'm like spreading it like wildfire so um yeah this is like really important piece that no one ever taught us like why so women actually have to be as erect as men to have sex. Just yes. for us, it's harder to see whether we are erect or not because it's all inside. And men don't often don't know how we look when we are fully aroused. And we don't know how it feels and how it looks. So there's just a piece of information missing, really. And how we do have to look just to reveal it. <laughs> So if you look at your own yoni with a mirror in a non-aroused state, and then you would play with yourself and look again, you could see that your lips and your clitoris and and everything changes color because blood comes in. And also you're swelling up because you have so much erectile tissues just as much as men. So the swelling up is like this beautiful cushion. And when all this blood is in your erectile tissue, then you can actually only feel the pleasure that this erectile tissue is made to feel. And the second advantage is it cushions you literally. Mm -hmm. So if you're not that aroused, then you are so much more likely to experience pain from penetration Mm -hmm. because there's no protective layer. Mm Yeah, I think these these two things are, that you're highlighting are so important. You know, like one is knowing when our bodies are ready. And I love that you advise women to like listen to their bodies and take note what their messages are. But you mentioned some main ones of like contraction when the body kind of braces itself. That's a no, ladies. That's a no. And men, that's a no. Like, you know, yeah. if the body braces itself and you can see that in your partner, you can feel it in yourself. It doesn't matter if your heart is like, yes, I love you and I want to have yes. sex with you because you, because I love you. It, it matters that the body is saying, no, 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 I'm not ready. And so I think this is super important for us to, to tune into and take it out of the head of like a discussion of will and put it into yeah. the body of like a, dis- a conversation around readiness. And the second thing you mentioned about all the, um, the tissues of arousal inside a woman's mm-hmm. body that we can also be erect just like a man can yeah. because we have all of this erectile tissue. It's just spread around the yoni all the way around it. And it is so important for us to to look at that in a mirror and also for men to look at that. I think it's good to kind of be yeah. scientific rather than just like erotic with each other one time and just kind of sit and look yeah. for a woman's pleasure yes. herself and watch how the tissues swell up. Uh-huh. So it's like, okay, now I know what she looks like when she's really swollen. Yes. And that mm-hmm. prevents so much pain. In yes. My partner and me, we joke a lot about the lost art of fingering. When did people stop fingering? Because you can actually, before penetration, right, your finger is so much smaller and has so much more intricacy in how to maneuver. And that's for your own finger, but also for your partner's finger. Mm-hmm. Um, a really great way to feel like how much pleasure is there if I move and like, how can I stroke on the outside of the labia and not even on the inside, right? But like, how can I be really gentle with this whole, you know, temple? And then if there is already a little bit like no opening for the finger and you, you know you place it at the entry you kind of want to be invited and really slow down there and there's so much exploration that can be done that really helps for the rectal tissue to become really puffy 
and engorged is mm -hmm. the term. <laughs> so yeah, that, that can all be done with your tongue, with your hands, you know, in various ways before there's just like straight to penetration. Mm -hmm. So yeah, especially when women already have a bit of a pain history. I think that's a really good addition. So if a woman um, has, has never found this erectile tissue in her body before, how do, what do you recommend for her? Yes. Yes, I, I feel you, sister. I would have my finger inside. I'd be like, where is this G-spot? And yeah. um, so <laughs> it's like also so misleading because it's not Everyone a spot. Else has it's one, like I don't have trying one. to find this button, like the clitoris that you just like touch and then it's like amazing, right? Um, yeah, that makes it really hard to find it because, um, yeah. Um, so basically, if you want to explore your erectile tissue, as I said, you see the puffiness from the outside when you're seeing yourself in the mirror and you can really see where it gets puffy from right where it changes in volume there's your erectile tissue visible from the outside and then when you go inside you can feel right when you hook under like where the g-spot i like to call it g area is it's a bit of this like it's a bit of a different structure than the walls of your vagina if you think of your vagina as a tube right there is the walls that are quite smooth. And then at the top, like hooking under, there's a different structure. And all of that is an erectile tissue that is protecting your urethra. And you can really feel it when you go in like this because there's little ridges on the sides that you can step in. And that means it's like half the bottom of your urethra. So if you would pee from here and you put your finger in like, hope that doesn't get too complicated you can feel all of these this half circle of your urethra which is like a round cylinder protecting this place that's mm -hmm. one erectile tissue and on the other side towards your anus there is another little cushion and that's really like a little cushion it's really cute and you can feel that when you push <laughs> towards your anus <laughs> that's also your erectile tissue there mm -hmm. yeah and we've got a question here what if there is no pain but just numbness yeah. So pain and numbness are kind of like the same thing, different side, because, um, yes. So what usually happens is when you have numbness, if you would stay there long enough and massage really gently, um, you would find pain, especially when you go in, when you're not super aroused and you're just kind of finding the, the muscles around. So what I really like to tell, tell the women who work with me is when they put their, your, when you put your finger inside like this and you squeeze, you feel a ring closing like a hair tie. That's your second ring of muscle. And a lot of women hold that tension that makes, that, you know, creates pain and numbness in there. And you can press into this hair tie like it's really like a rubber band. And it, every woman that is numb that I've ever met has pain there. Mm -hmm. Like also in other places, but for sure in this, in this hair tie. Mm -hmm. So that's where you can work. And then also when there is numbness, I, had a, I still have some numbness and I had a lot of numbness. And what really helped me with numbness is to slow down like a proper zen meditation mm -hmm. so for example if you place your finger on this g-spot area and you press in and you hold for a while and you're just there eventually because you're pressing into this tissue the blood flow wants to come in and you feel your own heartbeat in your g-spot area and you can just stay there for five minutes and meditate on this subtle boom, boom, boom on your heartbeat in your G area. And it's a really fine vibration because of the blood going. So that's something, for example, I really recommend for numbness is being so slow and waiting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this is, that's beautiful. The heartbeat of your yoni. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really something to feel it for the first time. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> So clearly there's a lot of practices a woman 
needs to do on her own. So she's really in meditation mm -hmm. and feeling mm -hmm. the pain and, and work out and the numbness and then behind it, the pain, and then hopefully behind that, the sensation and then the pleasure. Yeah. Um, and what about um, her partner? Like, is there, what do you advise women to communicate with a partner? If, so if a woman's working with you, I know you work a lot with, yeah. um, with clients one-on-one and, and, yeah. You know, how do you have her communicate? Because I know for men, they often feel, uh, well, there's layers, right? They can feel upset that she's not feeling anything. Um, sometimes they take it personally, like I'm not good, a good enough lover. Or, you know, it's like, how, how do men handle this? Because it's a sensitive topic, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, men are expected to know everything, right? And mm -hmm. that's just like subconscious pressure that makes it for a lot of men quite hard to acknowledge wow, I'm lost here. I don't know how to help her with that, even though I wish I could make her feel all these amazing things she desires to feel. And it's really hard to be kind of helpless, um, especially, right, you love this person. And yeah, it's really, can be really frustrating for men, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that my partner really wanted to help me. And it took some time for me, though, to be able to share this because there's often a lot of shame attached to this topic mm -hmm. and that is just a part of the trauma response right like when we had a traumatic experience it always comes with shame even mm -hmm. if there was nothing we could have done to prevent or could have done different mm -hmm. yeah we just didn't know better but still there's shame yeah. and so that is something that we can't override because in an ideal scenario your man would just give you yoni massages once a week. I've recently <laughs> got there with my partner. It's fantastic. <laughs> but it was a long way to get there as a couple. Because yeah. in the beginning, he was super insecure and in like what to do because, you know, it's already so sensitive. And she already broke herself once with that crazy wand. And like, <laughs> what? Why do I, I don't want to do anything wrong. Mm. And then it can be also they, the man, you know, like, thank you, man you have to hold a lot of space for the for for these emotions that are with these stories and it's probably from lovers that have been you know 10 years ago and it has nothing to do with you but you were there to facilitate that healing in that moment so you are there when she, she's maybe really frustrated my first yoni massages were just like done with it and it was like ah, <laughs> oh, that was painful thanks you know yeah was, yeah so if a man, like if he's inside massaging and then he, he touches pain, what do you advise that he like pulls away or, you know, how can, because that's a very fragile moment, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So yeah, this is the real beauty of doing this with your partner because there is so much communication needed to do this successfully, right? So it's a constant checking in. My partner really changed how much he's checking in with me during lovemaking from the yoni massages because he noticed that from one second to the other it can change it was pleasure yeah. no there's pain there's pain no there's pleasure there yeah. she doesn't feel anything even though yesterday that was great it's yeah. like... <laughs> so he really learned to ask me more and I think it's really sexy because sometimes it's like oh do you like this you know and sometimes it's like just plain up is this okay and when we're doing the yoni massage it's um it's like uh, you go quite strategically in all the different places. Like imagine it's a clock and you just see what is there. So every time you go to a new place, you ask as a partner, right? As a man, you're like, oh, what is here? And for me, because my voice, you know, I said my boundaries, you know, it's always been a big journey to mm -hmm. be able to speak up and not to freeze. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I would really practice, you know, every... 20 seconds to give an answer yeah yeah that's like, part of oh, the healing right to be able to that speak is up amazing piece about this break the freeze and break the silence and yeah. find a voice let our yoni have a voice yeah. again because so many women mm -hmm. are silenced so many yes. women are silenced around speaking up and we're all taught like you say about this kind of porn and, and media where the women are are apparently having pleasure from things that we see mm -hmm. and we're like that is not pleasurable we know our mm -hmm. body knows our body's watching going ah that's not yeah. pleasurable because it's all faked mm -hmm. you know it's just an entertainment industry yeah. but that's what we're all learning from 
Yeah. We're, and so, you know, it's then very hard yeah. for us to speak up and say that actually doesn't work for me or I'm not enjoying this. And, yes. you know, I think it's really and, and also you mentioned how men are just expected to know everything and they just want to like mm -hmm. come in and be able to press all the right buttons and give you multiple mm -hmm. orgasms. And none of that serves us, you know, that actually it's better to, to break the silence for both of us, for both partners yeah. to be able yeah. to speak through the experience and you know get more into the body and not try to make a hollywood movie out of it <laughs> and there are so many amazing practices right to to do more of this communication mm -hmm. um yeah i can really recommend checking out betty martin the wheel of consent um the three minute game that's a really great practice for couples to practice speaking up um yeah because yeah, I would feel really wrong and broken about the fact that I wouldn't tell my partner right we're together for almost eight years and it happens to me still sometimes that I don't want to disappoint him and I'm like now I'm catching myself so much quicker right it's not like yeah. a minute in that I'm like actually this is not that nice um now it's like a few seconds but I'm still sometimes having the same pattern coming up of like ah oh, it's fine and then I'm no actually it's not fine and it yeah took a long time I, I think it's so important that you're highlighting this because you know also having worked with women for for decades I notice again and again we're trained to be pleasers and like culturally women are, are kind of trained to be submissive and be pleasing and go yes 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 I'm really loving it and our body's going nah I'm not ready and yeah. this is doesn't serve anyone because mm -hmm. you know like actually men much more enjoy it when we're en genuinely enjoying it so we think yeah. we're pleasing them by pretending we're enjoying it but they can feel the difference yeah. once they feel our body really enjoying it and surrendering and receiving you know once yeah. a man has tasted that authentic pleasure in a woman's body then he doesn't want to go yeah. back to to women faking it so it doesn't please anyone but it's such yeah. a deeply ingrained I mean, it's a trauma response, as you say, right? Fawning, pleasing, but it's also a cultural conditioning that we all have yeah. that really doesn't serve anyone. We call it the pleaser, but it doesn't yeah. please anyone. <laughs> and for me, it's an added dimension of insecurity in the bedroom that I had to face because it was like, if I would have said the tiniest thing of, I don't like this, all my partners in the past would have stopped immediately and said okay like let's do something else then right so like yeah. every man i've ever been with was super willing to you know they don't want me to have pain that's not mm -hmm. fine for them and then to find out later even you know it's really painful for my partner sometimes he would be really sad and be like wow you know and it instills insecurity in him too mm -hmm. um yeah but my insecurity was that i didn't know what i like because there was so little pleasure for me that I couldn't redirect. I couldn't say, oh, that wasn't nice, but please, can you do this? Mm -hmm. And that made me also really scared of speaking up because then what? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. oh, but what would you like? And I'm like, oh, shit, I should know this, right? Yeah. Awkward. Yeah. And that awkwardness <laughs> was like so scary for me. I didn't want to go there because it's so uncomfortable. To yeah, right. You'd rather just put up with something woman. you're not enjoying because you don't know what else to ask for. Yes. How did you yes. get around from that? That's a really, uh, you know, I'm sure many people are resonating with that. Many women are like, uh huh, yeah, and better keep quiet because I don't really know what I want here. Yeah, Let's just I'm put like, up with this. Yeah. It's really sad. How did you find your yeah. How did you navigate that one? self-pleasure so and pleasure meditation and tantric and Taoist practices <laughs> mm -hmm. right so, so you just you just took yourself on a journey yeah there's people saying mm -hmm. that they're resonating with that Aww. and resonating with the Thank fact you, yeah we're sister. so conditioned to put men's pleasure in their sexuality this comment actually we're so conditioned to put men's pleasure in their sexuality above our own pleasure and boundaries it's true and one thing i notice in tantra is that men also have more pleasure when we're in our true pleasure yeah. like we 
like everybody thinks men think I want what I see in porn and women think they, mm -hmm. they want what they see in porn and we're all doing what we think that should be done there. But actually when we break out of that conditioning and start exploring these tower and tantric practices mm -hmm. and, and going deeper and we discover first and foremost, like, oh, wow, now I enjoy my body. But men also go, my God, this is so much better. I feel your yoni. Mm -hmm. I feel your vagina, like massaging my lingam. I feel you know men feel the orgasm coming out of the woman's body into their body like men way more enjoy a woman in her pleasure than a woman faking it so it's just not yeah. serving anyone i just like it's just yeah. such a tragedy for everybody and also this indescribable feeling of being surrendered like it's like you almost hard to put in words but there's this state where it's just like the body is so open and i'm always like falling backwards into nothing and it's like pure giving up all control and and it's like really and my partner is just guiding it and he knows like in this moment it's like he fully has everything in front of his hands right in front of his eyes it's like just open and it's it's so beautiful and it's so different from you can't fake that right you can't it's, fake it's it beyond. yeah yeah <laughs> so, so it's sorry it for everyone because, because sometimes i think people are like oh it's all for women and i have to slow down mm. and do this stuff all for women and i always want to say to the men out there like no this is for you too believe it or not like you might have mm -hmm. to go through a little phase that's focused more on healing and slowing down and listening but what's on the other side of that healing journey is a win-win it's really better for everyone it's worth yeah. taking that journey yeah. and you need to know okay there can be a journey yeah. And and it and it can be a difficult journey, right? You know. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit more about like the you mentioned like the the pain that's in there and the unconscious sort of knowing that the pain is in there? Because I think this is also something that, of course, you never yeah. see in, uh, in this actually ties. Yeah, this actually ties into what I also wanted to mention about self pleasure because you said, oh, how did you get from I don't know what I want to what I want? It's like usually with my with the women who come to me um, when they have a lot of pain and numbness. I recommend taking a break from penetration for a couple of weeks, ideally a couple, really months, but that's always sounds really scary. So I'm starting slow. They usually want to extend because they're like, oh, this is actually, wow, this so much pressure is falling off me. And yeah, so in the self-pleasure exploration, there's beautiful practices, like starting from the outside in. We don't want our lover to straight start or like touch our vulva. So often in self-pleasure we copy what we've already our pattern that we have in sexuality with a partner so if that's really quick and just goal orientated I would touch myself exact same way that I don't enjoy being touched because I don't know mm -hmm. anything better right mm -hmm. that was me in the past so right. then when I start exploring it's very important to like open the breast because it's connected to our heart and our nipples can bring so much arousal and in our yonis because they're connected to our clitoris and so much beauty there already. And we don't even have to touch the yoni yet. And the yoni just, I know you have so much share, but just pausing here yeah. for a minute. Breasts, like I, for me, when 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 I my breasts were first touched sexually, it was I was like 14 or 15. So it was like a 14 year old boy who was like grabbing because he had been taught like you just have to get under the clothes and grab the breast and so like you know my first breast sexual touch was like this grabbing and grasping and you know and i'm like it, i got no pleasure from it but it was what mm. was done so mm. like you then i'm like okay this is how you meant to touch breasts yeah <laughs> and it took it's me bizarre, into huh? doing, doing self massage and soft music that i was like oh my god this soft sensitive touch is like taking me into a breast orgasm you know like i had no idea that that was possible because no one ever touched it like that and I like you yeah. I would mirror what was being done to me in self-pleasure which was yeah. all very fast and hard and I'm I also want to just say fast and hard can be amazing but only yes. at the right time right <laughs> it's exactly like, yeah. even porn sex I even say that to the men who work with me like even the sex and porn you can't have that sex but for me personally I need like two hours of amazing exactly. pleasure with yeah. no penetration and just <laughs> wow I'm like hype peak arousal and then I'm like oh my god now take me now like, I want it hard like, exactly. 
yeah exactly it's worth explaining that too like there is a point that like all of that hard fast stuff is just absolutely amazing but it's got to come at the right time (laughs) exactly there's a time for it and then it's amazing yeah Yeah, so you asked about the pain and the numbness and the resistance so for example the breast massage right we're starting with that a lot of a lot of times and I have clients they just they just don't do it and Mm -hmm. I love my clients and I am there to support them. So I don't tell them off. I <laughs> dig deeper. I'm like, so why don't you do it? Right. And it's like, well, when I start, I feel really tired and I don't, uh, and I was busy that day and that day and you know, all the excuses. And what I discovered is the reason why women are not taking time for their own pleasure and um, doing the practices that we know would help us is because there is a subconscious part of us that knows exactly that there is a lot of emotions that could potentially come up. Mm -hmm. It's like opening a box and you have no idea what's in there just Mm -hmm. now. And you're like, easier to just be busy. (laughs) Exactly. I might (laughs) run in my kitchen and open a box. So that's why there's often a lot of resistance. So that's when I start working with them one-on-one because I'm like, okay, I'm doing it with you. Mm. Even on Zoom, that's perfectly fine for this, you know, holding space for what comes up. And then there's often tears when they then do start there. And I know from my own journey, it's like the moment I would connect from being so disconnected from my body, my body has a lot to release. It's the opportunity, finally. (laughs) Finally, someone listens. And I have all this stuff buried that I don't want to hold on to. Like, let's put that up on the surface so it can go. And so there's often resistance for doing our own healing because there is a big fear that it might be too overwhelming. Like when I did my practice with a pleasure one and I would re-traumatize myself. Like I didn't... It took me a long time to actually do it. And there was a subconscious part scared of what's going to come. And I was not prepared at that moment, right? So if we start with something that's so much more gentle, like working in the heart and working with the breast instead of getting the crowbar out, right? <laughs> then we have the opportunity to release emotions in a less charged way mm-hmm. with just gentler mm-hmm. And it's a great practice to allow tears to come, to allow anger to come. And if a woman or anyone never had any experience in how to move emotional energy, we mentioned breath, sound and movement. And that is also like really going into the animal self, for example, of just really like being really wild and like your face goes crazy and you know you're not civilized anymore you're just like you know swearing like crazy if that's a possible outlet for you you know you can slowly create more and more safety that something big comes up you have a tool that you know works for you your body has learned that when something really frustrating or sad or angry you know surfaces that there is a way to move this. It doesn't mean because I'm sad in my breast massage, I'll be crying the whole day. Mm-hmm. Even though that has happened in the past, maybe to me, that when I allow the crying, it would never stop. Yeah. And I would like curl up in a little ball and hide. Mm-hmm. And so my clients really, the biggest lesson there is to grow the capacity to let emotions arise and know mm-hmm. how to move them. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to be scared of touching our sensitive parts. And getting stuck, I love all these, this clarity you have, you know, that actually we do have, a lot of people have fear of feeling emotion because there's this feeling of, if I start, it's never going to stop. That's, a, that's yeah. a big fear. And yet actually that's emotional release. So it's actually going to come out and be gone. It's when we kind of try and keep it, keep ourselves from feeling it, that it stays yeah. there the whole time. And yeah. we end up just depressed or, or kind of even numb to life or yeah. dull or, you know, that it actually gets stuck there. So what you're talking yeah. about is not feeling the emotion the first time, but releasing it. Yeah. And that's also important for the men. Thank you guys who are listening for men to understand that if you're making love or touching a woman and she starts feeling emotion that, you know, <clears throat> you, you, you don't need to take it personally. 
but hold space and support mm-hmm. her and say like, yes, go for it, let it out, like help her to feel, you know, to not feel shame and to feel safe yeah. to let emotions through. It's almost like you're welcoming them like a good friend. It's like yeah. when my clients start crying in the first session, it's often like, oh my God, I mean, you know, I feel it completely. It's like a bit embarrassing. It's like, wow, am I too much? All these things, am I supposed to cry? She's just touching my feet, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I'm just really like, that's beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. And it's just, you feel the body being like, oh, okay. And yeah, that's just one little story I would like to add here with this idea that we want to put, like, don't want to feel it and kind of want to put it back in the box. And this resistance, we all have it. And it takes up so much energy. And I had a really like one epiphany with that, actually, because I had a phase where I was so jealous of my partner's ex-girlfriend and we would be at the same party. And every time, I don't know, I would see her in a certain way, I would feel it's like stab. It's just like this contraction of like, oh, God, she's so great. And I just feel really horrible right now. And I had a moment where I was so tired of it. I was like, of this of feeling like this right yeah. that I reached my hands up to the universe and I was like okay like give it all at once because I'm tired of this right like give me all of it like really I wanted it I'm like how bad can I feel like how jealous can one be like, give it to me you know that's brilliant I love it and it was what gone. happened it never came it never, it never came, came. <laughs> it was like gone yeah oh that's because brilliant I, finally resisting it yeah I was inviting it into my body and I use that a lot as kind of reverse psychology in myself and my science of like they tell me wow I feel this big break in my throat and I feel like I'm about to vomit and you know describing how their body feels when they're really sad and angry I'm like oh okay let's welcome this big break you know like let's smile to it you yeah. know, what is it doing there? Maybe make some more <laughs> space for the break, actually. Like, let's breathe in here. And you're inviting that break to really, you know, take up space. And this really helps to get rid of the break. But it's like one of these life conundrums, right? Like, yes. to have the best orgasm, stop wanting orgasms. So it's like, if you want to get rid of the horrible feelings... <laughs> invite them in <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I was resistance is such a big part of it all huh you know and yeah. we end up fighting mm-hmm. everything and it becomes so much mm-hmm. work and to just yeah to say yes to it all I mean as I'm listening to your story I'm thinking about how a very early discourse I heard by Osho um, years ago, like, you know, 2001, I think it was in the ashram, I remember him talking about Tantra and he said, Tantra is saying yes to life. And it was all about saying yes to life. And, and I remember going out of that discourse and like thinking again and again about like h- how much I was resisting things, resisting, you know, mm-hmm. resisting emotions, resisting feeling things, resisting pain, resisting, you know, and, and what an effort it is, like you said, it's exhausting. It's really exhausting. And it's, and, and it's, I love your technique of like, bring it on, you know, like, that's it. I'd rather just bring it on than fight it, you know, every day, day in, day yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> I tell my clients all the time, you are in this moment strong enough to feel this. Like mm. just, you are strong enough right now to feel the full, you know, discomfort. That's great. Of- yeah being so contracted and I know it sucks I know how horrible it feels <laughs> but you can do it you can feel it I'm here with you, you know? I love that oh there's a comment here what a beautiful conversation just hearing this out loud in a conversation brings so much safety around it but pleasure mm-hmm. yeah it's it's so needs we so need to be real right we've had so yeah. much fake fake pleasure mm-hmm. fake sex fake bodies fake you know it's mm-hmm. all the, the media has just given us so much fakeness and you know wouldn't yeah. it be great to have movies where the couple are making love and then the woman has the pain and then the man holds space <laughs> and then she emotes and beats a pillow and then they laugh and then they make love and you know like some real stuff <laughs> yeah kind of movies that we need to have (laughs) give us permission to be real and to be ourselves Mm -hmm. and to go on this journey that's not 
not just so straightforward for everyone. There's so much, yeah. not only our own personal trauma, but ancestral trauma. And we know more and more now from science, right? That like, you know, maybe your great, great grandmother experienced abuse or rape and that, mm -hmm. that, that, that trauma, if it wasn't healed generations ago, it's called generational trauma and it shows up in our bodies. So yeah. we may not always have a reason or a story or an understanding of the emotions and the yeah. feelings, but yeah. we need to let them through anyway. And I think that's yeah. uh, an important part of yeah. it, right? So many women with pain and numbness, they're like, but I haven't been raped. It's like, mm. yeah, that's really great. Like, I'm really happy. And at the same time, there is so much more to trauma in the body than just these really catastrophic, really horrific events. Mm -hmm. And even an accumulation of small things, when there is a buildup of resistance, it can get so much worse. It's like the longer I spend resisting a certain emotion, the deeper I bury it into my subconscious. And it's like this big monster that gets created of like, I've not been angry about this in such a long time if I allow this anger I might turn into full-on crazy women like whoa you know it's like with the never-ending cry it's like am I just gonna become batshit crazy and like completely lose it mm -hmm. and that is a really deep fear in, in most of us mm -hmm. and it's quite often unconscious as well there's mm -hmm. just the resistance mm -hmm. and then and we can beat ourselves up about being resistant <laughs> And this, I think, is a place where we can talk about like professional work, like like you're doing, mm -hmm. that sometimes it can be overwhelming for a partner or to yes. or even overwhelming just on your own. And yeah. I loved how you mentioned earlier, I'm here with you to feel it with you. You can do this yeah. and I'm here too. And I think, yeah. you know, that's that's really, you know, about the work that we're doing, right? Is yeah. offering to be there with someone. Yeah. To hold, to literally hold space and say, I'm not afraid mm -hmm. of your anger. I know you're a bit afraid of your anger. Let's start to mm -hmm. let it out or, or your tears yeah. or whatever it is. Let's, let's start to do this together, right? Yeah. And I'd love to add about this holding space because I know in the Tantra community, we say this a lot. Holding space for me in this moment means that my nervous system is really calm and regulated, whereas yours is not because you're allowing this deep grief or deep anger to move through. Mm -hmm. So there's an anchor point for you of a reference of how crazy this actually is right now, because my body and my face, my voice is sending you the information. Everything's okay. You're mm -hmm. safe. Mm -hmm. And another thing that a space holder does is to bring you back to consciousness. And in that sense, I mean by that, the awareness of your, of your physical body, your energetic yeah. body, because what happens, what keeps us going into the two hour cry or the not very helpful rage period where we do things that we wish we didn't do is that our mind kicks in and our mind wants to explain what's going on because it's so confusing to experience intense energy, intense energy of rage or you know, grief. Um, so our mind kicks in and starts explaining what's going on. It's like, of course you're angry. This is really horrible. How could ever anyone, or like the sadness one or frustration is, yeah, of course you're crying. You really fucked this up. Like, well, you're really broken. I don't think this is ever going to get better. And look at you right now. Mm. So our mind can really perpetuate what the emotion has brought up. And that is not very helpful when no. we want to use energy <laughs> because we create a loop yeah. and what we want to do is create a flow right yeah. we want the energy to come up and move and maybe it gets amplified and we're like oh, you know this is too much but then it also goes down again because it's flowing mm -hmm. and we're not pinning it down and doing a hamster wheel around it yeah, <laughs> And so when I'm holding space, I also just guide you back into the body because that's actually your safest place to be. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it hasn't been safe in the past. So when we had trauma, right? So that's why we left the body. Mm -hmm. However, we're coming home in this process of healing and we are realizing that this body is the safest place and it's always been the best place to be. And that is also part of the space holding. So we, uh, 
we have so many women uh, here in our um, audience at Live Tantra asking about this topic and looking for more support mm. and, and men wanting to know how to help their partners. So you have offered to step in as a coach for Live Tantra, right? Yeah. And you're going to be doing group coaching for four weeks, which yes. I'm super excited about starting on Wednesday. Would Yay. you like to talk a little bit about, about that journey for those yes. who are interested? So basically, from the last years of working with one-on-one clients, I created a flow of exercises and things to address in order to move from pain and numbness to pleasure. And we start really gently because of what we've discussed in this talk today about emotions are part of the healing journey. We cannot work with sexual energy and trauma and sexuality in general if we're not including emotions, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so that will be part of the coaching. And we're starting gently. So we start from the outside in. The first tantric practice that really turns it around for women who want more pleasure is to bring mindfulness to it, right? Mm. Like we can enjoy our life so much more when we're mindful. And of course, we enjoy sex so much more when we're mindful with it. And the good news about this is that we're literally meditating on pleasure. And if you are signed up for group coaching and you're already invested and you're motivated because of that, then <laughs> the chances that you come along with me and make it a habit are very high. So I will give you support in that through video practices that you can just press play. For some people, that's the easiest way and give you tips on like how to integrate it into your daily life. And you will start to change your body chemistry even. I love this piece. Mm. So <laughs> what Tantra does is <laughs> to move away from dopamine hits. You know, dopamine is that hormone that makes you really happy and excited when you get like a notification from Instagram and you're like, oh, amazing. <laughs> um, and actually when we have clitoral orgasms that are very fast, that's also the satisfaction of like, or if we have a one night stand and it's like this real excitement that we don't have with our long-term partner a lot of times, that's dopamine in the body and we love it because it's so, you know, feels amazing. However, we're on the path of love. So if we have oxytocin in our body, we feel really content and loving and fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And these practices that bring mindfulness and like gentle touch, especially breast massage, floods your body with oxytocin and makes you feel safe and fulfilled mm -hmm. in your sexuality. Mm -hmm. And that's the journey we are on through this week is emotional release and opening your body to through safety, right? That's the first pillar. Mm -hmm. Addressing resistance and then moving into making feeling good in your skin a habit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Which is what we want. So you're going to be offering, there's going to be live classes where you're guiding people through and then also coaching women individually, yes. which I know is one of your expertise. Like one of the things you're really mm -hmm. great at is when someone actually starts feeling a trauma response and you can guide mm -hmm. her through it. So on a group coaching, yeah. you get to witness how somebody else does that, or it might be you going through it, but that's super helpful hands-on information because anywhere you can kind of look up the techniques but actually the thing we really need mm -hmm. is to know how to navigate the emotional release and the trauma like you're saying that's that's yes. coming up like techniques you yeah. can get anywhere but it's actually how to hold yeah. space in ourselves for those yeah. techniques and and get it from a loop to a flow i love that yeah. description so that's something exactly. that you're doing on the on the online and the live classes right because yeah. the reason you haven't signed up for something like this or you haven't done your homework of like what you read in a book is not that you're lazy it's because there's a subconscious part in you that's really scared to mm. do this work. And mm. we need to really hold that really dear, right? And be like, hey, you know, come along. It's going to be gentle and yeah. maybe it's going to be intense, but, you know, we make it safe. 
we go at your pace and yeah. you know I, I love what you're describing about the gentleness it's you know in trauma healing as you know is called titration like just dropping a little bit at a time going at going at your own pace making it safe yeah. for the body again and letting the body know we're not going to keep forcing you into things this time it's for you this time we're showing yes. up we're going to slow down and find your level and go with you mm -hmm. and you know it's so important to hear that because i think we are we have been bombarded with like sex toys and sexual techniques and porn moves mm -hmm. and all these things that we've subjected our bodies to in the name of pleasure and just become mm -hmm. more and more um you know numb or dissociated yeah. or you know far yeah. away from our pleasure rather than close to yeah. it so it's it's quite a journey yeah one of my clients she has like five books on her nightstand about like how to have better sex and how to heal this or how to heal that and when we started coaching right it it even took a moment until she was ready to touch her breast because there was so much coming up for her mm. and all that resistance right it's it's fully understandable that she did not go on a self-healing journey with all her books on the nightstand they would just remind her every day that she should be doing this mm. and i then think it's worse. Really Mm -hmm. it's kind of like almost a little punishment of like oh I, sh I should be healing this thing it's like yeah yeah and you can have support as well you know Just I had the same I, I, <laughs> I had a boyfriend who gave me um Mantec Chia's first book and I remember reading it and feeling like oh my god I'll never be tantric I don't know anything I don't know where, even know where my perineum is how can I do this yeah. and I had to go on a live training and then I was like oh phew I can do this you know yes. so yeah I think it's yes. uh, important to be guided and then as well as live classes you've also put together some material that you think is very helpful you want to yes. just tell us that. and I know we're a bit over time but just tell us that little piece <laughs> I filmed a beautiful course with practices and talks so I had a lot of clients basically on all my experience with my personal clients that people you said this thing about emotional energy and release and resistance and tantra and sex and so I recorded some of the main things as talks but also practices like pleasure meditation the breast massage just for you to have as a course because I know we want to make it as easy as possible to succeed because we've shamed ourselves enough this lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> let's try and give ourselves all the bonuses and all the tools to succeed on this journey to pleasure. Mm. Oh, I love, I love your attitude. It's so beautiful. So I put a little mm. link here. Um, I, there's a question I have to work at 11 EST on a Wednesday can I still join and yes you can you can watch yes. replays um, yes. if you have to work then yeah there will be replays of course it's really valuable if you can join things live um, yeah. but of course if you're working you're working um, mm -hmm. the, there will also be so if, if you haven't joined a live tantra group like this before like the one Laura is about to hold it's a fully confidential space, including names of people who are there. We ask everyone to hold it confidential, not to share other people's things. So we really hold it so you feel safe in that in that level going there. If you join live, you get a chance to ask questions. You can there'll be breakout rooms, opportunities to share with other participants. So there's that. But it, there will also be recordings of all that Laura's teaching so that you can do it in your own time. And then as well as that, there is a membership group on the Lift Tantra community that is secret. No one else can see it's there. Only the women who join the training are in there. And there you can ask questions and chat and share experiences all week long. And Laura will be mm -hmm. in there answering questions. So even yes. if you cannot make the actual live class, you can still go in there and, and talk with Laura and, and reach out and add in your questions and get support um and you have you have access to that for forever it's lifetime access to those classes once you've joined yeah mm. good i would love to hear your take on goal orientation ah but we're up to time i would like to hear this too i'm going to read the question out but we'll have to do it in another talk i would love to hear your take on goal orientation how to change the pattern especially for men i feel this is so deeply imprinted and part of conditioning and male energy especially if one never came into touch with conscious self-exploration that's a very mm. big topic and we could maybe do another talk on it though i can share one very quick thing on that that me and my partner came up with in couples retreats and through playing the three minute game, like Laura's sharing, sharing, we, we noticed that when men say to their partners, 
shall we have sex tonight? Women's bodies often like brace, like, okay. And then they feel this pressure and it's very hard for them to open. But we notice when we invite the men to invite their women to a pleasure session without that goal of penetration in there, let, would you like to share some pleasure? Should we explore some pleasure together? Mm -hmm. Women could really go, ah, oh, pleasure. Yeah, that sounds nice. And then maybe that pleasure leads into intercourse. Maybe that pleasure leads to sleep. Maybe that pleasure leads to some bizarre toe orgasm experience you never knew was possible. But that, <laughs> that, that really helps because men do like to say, hey, let's do this thing. So we mm -hmm. invite men to 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 uh, to turn the word into and, and not only the word, but the concept into pleasure, like let's have a pleasure yeah. session. So that's a small nugget, but I know that mm -hmm. Laura can teach more on that. But it I have one sentence. Relaxing okay. massages beforehand. Just make sure you really relax them. And if you see them tensing their butts and thighs, it's just like, ah you know like that relaxation can really bring them into the presence of the pleasure in the moment and not the goal the men yeah and the women yeah everyone and the women yeah everyone everyone needs more buttock massage i exactly and agree and <laughs> if you're yeah you know like with any bracing like if you can relax and open then you're more in the moment <laughs> yeah Great. Okay, that's uh, that's our last little nuggets because we've gone way over. But it's been such a great conversation. Thank you so much, thank Laura. You, and thank you to everyone who's tuned in here today as well. Thank you for joining in the conversation and being part of this movement to bring more consciousness to our intimacy, to our love, to our relating and to our spiritual experience in these human bodies. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you want more information about uh, Laura's course, you can always message hello at livetantra.com. That's our lovely Catherine. Mm -hmm. She'll be there answering questions. You can jump on the community. You can go to Live Tantra Academy. And I hope to see you all again soon.